Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy Simpson here. Thank you for joining us today for episode number 204. I want to go back to the Word of God, Hebrews chapter number 4, verse number 12. This is the third part of this subject, and uh, we've dealt with it for a couple podcasts, and I want to continue with it on the absolutes of the Word of God. Hebrews 4.12 said, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart absolutes of the word of god you know because the bible is absolute it's not obsolete and this world does not like absolutes you know they like to leave gray area but the word of god is absolutely accurate that's the first absolute of the word of god it's accuracy and then on the last podcast we talked about uh absolute Uh, association, how that you cannot attack the character of the Bible without attacking the character of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the second absolute of the Word of God. The third one I want to look at today, and that is absolute authority. Absolute authority. The Bible says the Word of God is powerful and, and it's in control and that the Word of God will stand. In fact, Jesus, excuse me, the Lord God said that he put his word above his name. The Bible said, one, uh, Psalm 138, verse number 2, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth, for thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. It has absolute authority. And there's a lot of folk in this world that don't like to hear that, that the Bible has absolute authority. But God's Word will stand against every force, against every foe, and against every falsehood. And from this passage here, Hebrews chapter number 4, we see the authority in this verse. We see the Bible says, quick, for the Word of God is quick. That's the Greek word uh, that means alive. It's spelled Z-A-O. And it's the word we get our word zoo or zoology from. And what it means, it means the Bible pulsates and throbs with life. See, this Bible is not like any other book. This Bible is a breathing book. This book sings, it it weeps, it speaks. It's alive in the power that it possesses. There's life in the Bible. It's not just print on paper. In the pages of the Bible is life-imparting power. That's why it has absolute authority, because it is alive. The Bible says in John 6, 63, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You know what Jesus is saying right there? The words I speak unto you are spirit and life. He's saying the Bible pulsates with life. There's power. In the Word of God, there's authority in the Word of God. It's alive because it presents a living person. The Bible cradles Jesus. 
The Bible presents Jesus. The Bible properly prayed over, properly interpreted, properly preached causes Jesus to step out of the pages. And other books that are written about characters, uh, maybe about uh, fictitious characters or characters that have died or characters that will die, but the Bible presents the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the essential personality of the entire Bible. It is the living word of the living word. It's quick. It's alive. And that's the reason it has authority. And then also the Bible is powerful, for the word of God is quick and powerful. That Greek word there means active, operative, effective. What that means is not only does the Bible have a a life, it has energy. It works. It's got energy. It's busy. The Word of God works. You can read other books, but the Bible will read you. You can study other books, but the Bible will study you. You can investigate other books, but the Bible investigates you. You can research other books, but the Bible will research you. It is quick. It is powerful. It has life. It has energy. And then the Bible says it's sharper. And that gives it authority because that means it cuts decisively with precision. Not like a hack, but like a surgeon. The Bible has the power to to cut you with a single stroke. It has the ability to cut with precision like a surgeon to perform exploratory surgeon. And that two-edged sword can prick the heart. And then the word says piercing. That means to reach through. The word of God has authority because it can reach through you. The Bible says dividing. That is a word that means it is able to separate and distribute. This Bible has authority. This Bible can get down to the thoughts and marrow. The Bible says here that dividing asunder between soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow, it means that that he's able to open up uh, my life. He's able to find my joints. He's able to dismember my joints. And if that knife is strong enough that's that and sharp enough, it can split right through a bone right find right down to the mirror that's what god's word is like he says that's what my word is like and and the bible can get down into the marrow that's the heart of the bone the joints are the hinges of the bone you know what this teaching is teaching the bible can get down to your attitudes and get down uh, to your actions the heart and the hinges the joints and the marrow see the marrow is like the spirit and the joints are like the soul when god made you god gave you a body but on the inside is the soul and the spirit. The Bible said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless. There's a difference between the soul and the spirit. Now, a lot of times the word soul is used in connection to that eternal spirit. But your soul is your psyche. It's your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your spirit is the word pneuma which is the breath or current of air and we've got a body we've got a soul and we've got a spirit plants don't uh, may have a body but they don't have a soul animals have a body and a soul but they don't have a spirit only man was made in the image of god with body soul and spirit and how important it is that there uh, needs to be an instrument that can divide the soul and the spirit 
Because so much of the trouble we get into in the spiritual world, it's because we're not dividing the soul and the spirit. And the reason we don't divide between soul and spirit is because we don't know the Word of God as we ought to know it. Now get this. The difference between your soul, your mind, will, and your emotions, your soul, and the spirit is between that which is natural and supernatural. And the problem in our churches is we have too much soul and not enough spirit. There's nothing wrong with soul. We need to know our mind, our will, and emotions. And the Bible can speak to the mind, the will, and the emotions, but we need it to speak past the mind to the spirit. We need it to speak past the will to the spirit. We need the Word of God to speak past the emotions to the Spirit. And too many of God's children and God's churches are allowing the soul to overpower the Spirit. If you only go to church with your soul, you may be entertained, you may be amazed, you may be determined, but you will not be filled. The difference between soul and spirit is the difference between carnal emotions and spiritual experience. You can shout and sing in your flesh, or you can shout and sing in the spirit. I'm more interested in being spiritual than soulful. So many people have a knowledge of the Bible. That's your mind. But it's a soulful knowledge, carnal knowledge versus spiritual knowledge. You can get into the flesh and study the Bible. You can split every theological hair into 16 equal divisions, but that's in the flesh. And a lot of people use the Bible more like a club than they do a sword. Use it more like a math book than they do a love story. You can live a good Baptist life with soul power, but you'll never live the Christian life until you have spirit power. You can walk the straight and narrow with soul power and at least outwardly seem to have it all together. The problem lies in the fact that the soul will grow weary because it is energized with self instead of the spirit, and eventually you're going to wear yourself out. But the Word of God can separate and divide the soul from the spirit, and it'll leave you refreshed and replenished. Hallelujah. It's a divider. It's a divider. You see the power, the authority of this book? It's quick. It's powerful. It's sharper, piercing, dividing. And then the Bible says it's a discerner. It's a discerner. That's the word that means to discriminate or single out or distinguish. Isn't that amazing? It means... Uh, what it means is the Word of God has the power to critique you. And instead of letting the Bible critique us, we've got a generation that only wants to critique the Bible. I just said a mouthful. Hope you heard it. Instead of letting the Bible critique us, we have raised a generation that wants to critique the Bible. You are not the authority. I am not the authority. The Word of God is the authority. Now, I don't want you to miss the next podcast because I'm going to continue this thought on the authority and maybe give you one more absolute that I believe will help us. But uh, I, I appreciate the Word of God. Man, what would we do without the Bible? What would, it, would we do in this sin-sick world without the Word of God? And so I want you to go out today and be salt and light. Go out today realizing that we have a Bible. We have a Bible with absolute accuracy. We have a Bible that has an absolute association we have a Bible that has absolute authority, and we can go out today and be salt and light to purify and illuminate. This world is dirty and dark, but we have what we need. We've got the infallible, inerrant, inspired Word of God. Let's take it and use it today and brighten the corner and purify the corner where we are. If you're listening to this in the evening, plan on purpose tomorrow. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get filled with the Spirit 
and I'm going to go out and be salt and light. Until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.